This is Fintech Cappuccino, your Saturday morning podcast with a pinch of espresso on the why and how of Fintech. The show is hosted by Brian van Wachem, CEO of RedSnap, and I'm Connie Dorstein, founding partner of Bankify. Hey, Connie. Hey, Brian. You're going to love this. Our next guest is a woman entrepreneur in new tech and driven by social impact. It's Tanya Rice from Moeda. I heard of her. I would love to talk to her. She's that, that, that payments impact financial, very young entrepreneur, right? Yeah, I'm very keen to hear how she views the whole global financial marketplace and all these disruptors and stuff, because she is, you know, the next generation. And of course, I, you know, we need to find out where and how she's using blockchain tech, because she's called, uh, you know, one of the blockchain entrepreneurs in the uh, life of women. Yes, let's do it. Let's, let's get her on the phone. I mean, I'm, I'm very keen to hear how she bridges the traditional world with the new one and uh, and what she sees as the next big development in finance. Let's bring it on, Con. Okay. Well, we need to follow her because she's traveling around the world again, but we're going to catch her somewhere soon. Yeah, let's catch her. Let's go okay. for it. Bye-bye. No Welcome, Tanya. Well, we normally ask why did you choose this music, but I understand that this song is actually from and by you. Tell us a little bit more. Yes, so I'm a self-taught computer programmer, so technology has changed uh, my life for the good. And now I am finally can use that for the greater good and to do tools and especially financial tools for people that are most in need yeah. uh, with Moeda. Okay, and um, I understand that you put the song on uh, NFTs and it was sold out pretty quickly? Yes, it was the first song uh, in Brazil to be sold out in 48 hours. Uh, that is a hobby of mine. I love singing. I have a uh, family that is <laughs> like we have many musicians. Uh, so I, I do that often and I choose like this year that the NFT was like booming to experiment and try. And I once once I put my music, everybody was like, "Wow, she can sing too!" <laughs> so <it was laughs> no one knew <laughs> that, especially the, the investors. Very good. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, I want this NFT." <laughs> so <laughs> Tanya, I, I uh, understand you live in uh, in New York City, uh, but now you're uh, we're recording from Dubai. So um, what are you doing there actually? And is there some news we should know of here in Western Europe? Yes, so um, uh, actually right now live from the Dubai Expo 2020, it's a super big <laughs> conference that they put up will be for six months here. Uh, Brazil has a special pavilion here, but I'm also for a couple of conferences here in Dubai about blockchain, the future blockchain summit among other ones. And also to study to open maybe in the future a uh, branch here in Dubai. Uh, they they put together the free trade zone, uh, a special uh, a regulatory uh, aspect of where you can trade uh, currencies in a free way uh, and blockchain and use blockchain to do so. They are pretty uh, advanced uh, on the regulatory space and open for innovation here in Dubai. So I am like here to study <laughs> like how we can do some operations like globally 
uh, using this special regulatory framework. Okay, good. So, so basically, it's the opposite of uh, of China, who is uh, now actually uh, <laughs> right closing on cryptos. So, Dubai is very positive about cryptos. Yes, yes, absolutely. More and more than the US and more than Brazil too. Right. Uh, most of the regulatory space are still like walking in on eggshells, egg <laughs> like they're studying and they're not uh, helping to especially the pioneers and, and visionaries <laughs> like to to do things that the technology is changing so quickly but they need to follow up and uh, help uh, people to to be able to make changes in the current system <laughs> tanya rice is the ceo and co-founder of moeda a leading Brazil-based fintech company driving positive social change through inclusive and accessible finance. Moeda is a payments and micro-lending platform. Moeda's services are built on the blockchain and leverage technology throughout. Tanya has been active in the fintech space for much of her lifetime, launching her own programming solutions and websites at age 12 and her first company at age 16. Rice developed Moeda with social impact in mind and works to humanize finances and distribute impact to achieve the UN Sustainable Development Goals. Tanya has been named one of the Forbes 12 Young Most Innovative Leaders to Watch and Learn From in 2018 and a Blockchain Leader in Brazil in 2019. Tanya, welcome again. So we're delighted to host a woman fintech entrepreneur, but moreover someone who enables social impact through projects and businesses in developing countries and... As a result, you increase the quality of life for the people that need this the most. So please tell us about yourself. Uh, for example, where did you grow up? Yes, I grew up in Brazil. And my father is my biggest inspiration. Uh, he has done one of the largest programs of microcredit for the rural families uh, in Brazil. So I, I've seen since my childhood uh, the challenges, and especially the challenges of women uh, in the rural areas. Uh, to get access to credit and also financial literacy here. Uh, it's a big uh, challenge for them to be an entrepreneurs and to be recognized as entrepreneurs too. So I grew up with the products, uh, the farmers' uh, products. And yes, now I'm, I see as a legacy and a, and a mission uh, to take uh, even to multiply what my father has done for them. Oh, all right. Hey, and, and you launched your first piece of code when you were 12 and, and your first company when you were 16. So um, what are these exactly? I yes, mean... I started doing websites <laughs> for restaurants and for my school, uh, simple things. And then I, uh, I began to do some automation software. Uh, and then I started to work with the government and within the government uh, to develop software and social networks for the small agriculture farm holders and marketplaces. So I've done like so many random things into gaming and smart cities and <laughs> like a lot of different projects into my career. And it was all like all the pieces of the puzzle <laughs> that I that I worked uh, connected uh, today, and I'm able to do Moeda, which is a, a ecosystem of technologies uh, to to help people and transforming uh, lives. 
All right. So, so but are you uh, just incredibly high on uh, entrepreneurship or uh, are you just uh, very talented or just have too much energy? I mean, where the, where comes this drive from? Or all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of hard work. I, it's like the, taking the courage every day to wake up and push myself to do a better version of myself like every day <laughs> and that's what I, I i push every day to do good and to really leave a legacy and really to multiply what my father has uh, started like i want to help people and developing tools to to help and and multiply the efforts um every day yeah I'm going to jump in that, Tanya, because you say your father was a huge source of inspiration, and I, I'm delighted to, to, to hear that. So was mine. But you say he was in lending, but there's also a very different side to lending, as we both know, because I have seen a lot of lending initiatives, and in general, you know, you see particularly the poorer end of the uh, of the chain gets racked up with very, very high interest rates, uh, very often even over 100%. So how... You know, either your father or you, how did you manage to sort of break that chain? Because people who are in that industry tend to defend it quite fiercely. Yeah, so uh, must be linked with financial inclusion and education. So then we can have better results and, and successfully handing the, the money to the people we need, but also helping them in how to manage uh, properly that money to pay back uh, uh, not, not just to pay back like the financials but also to transform their lives and improve the success for their own businesses so we we most deal with uh, unbanked or underserved people like people that don't have a finance uh, digital banking account uh, they normally use uh, cash so with like a financial inclusion like giving the, them their first uh, account and and also the everything that is needed from education to the commercialization of their products to help them uh, drive along the way. And how, um, where does your funding come from? Who are putting the money into your scheme? Yeah, so the first funding came on an ICO, a non-traditional way to raise money. Yeah, very. So, so we, I created uh, Moeda, uh, the MDA currency, uh, today is listed on Binance. So we were able to raise uh, from many investors, 871 to 41 to be precise. And most Chinese, young Chinese between 20 and 28 years old. I would never imagine uh, to do that, like people from the other side of the world, like helping to do a project in Brazil. And, and that happened very quickly in 2017, when was the ICO uh, boom. <laughs> but... Yes, and, and now like we were able to to put together all the companies that we have today. So, or like eight companies, it's a group of companies, and and to to really prove uh, that uh, the model works, like you can do good and do well uh, at the same time. That doesn't need to be a trade-off. Yeah. yeah. So, so that was my question, actually, um, Tanya. So, 
I mean, um, we love the fact that you uh, are looking to the uh, underserved and the financial uh, exclusive people. But, I mean, th there must be some kind of earnings model for Weda also, right? Because otherwise you'll be out of business in a few years. So can you tell us a little bit about your business model? Yes. Uh, so today the investors can purchase uh, the currency into any um, like exchange when it's available. Most uh, it's Binance. Uh, and then they can choose a project uh, within the website to invest a project that they like uh, from a range of like coffee to uh, beer and uh, other crops and things on the Amazonia region that they can choose from, select the project and invest uh, so they can have the financial returns uh, from the project and the impact uh, return as well. We work as a normal not normal fintech <laughs> because we deal with cryptocurrencies too. So we take uh, fees from like the banking side and uh, from the exchange uh, too. So that is like a big part of our uh, revenue. But we we try to make all the fees like as affordable as as we can uh, to help the people to be more inclusive and everything that we can do for them we will we'll do and but like also be like sustainable on that matter and we have a impact fund uh, as well so we have the interest rate from that impact fund so those are the the, rev the parts of like diversified uh, revenue streams okay on the on the uh, investor side if people invest in one of the projects uh, through binance do they opt in for, are they locked in for a particular period of time or is there an open market for it and can you trade your participation? Yes, you can purchase only the MDA and then will be the price volatility of the MDA that can uh, range uh, more often because it follows the Bitcoin uh, price as well. But you can choose to invest dire directly on the projects and you can have a return from 10 to 14%. Uh, from four months to six months to a year. Like you can choose uh, the project and the lock uh, period of that. And after that, you receive uh, the return and also all the reports a very transparent way. It's all registry on the blockchain for you to see and, and to follow up yeah. with the projects. Well, I really love it because this is, this is so much a real hands-on experience of, of blockchain technology. But let's go to the other side, to your customers as well, the people you help. Just to make it sort of more understandable for people, you talk about uh, beer. That will actually speak to you, Brian, doesn't it? Yeah, investing in beer. Yeah, yeah he likes yeah, that yeah. idea. Or coffee or Amazon River. Can you, take, can you take sort of one of your projects and sort of describe to us in real people language what a difference your investment has made to them, how they sort of came to grow and prosper? Yeah, the, the beer one, uh, for example, Donna Divina, a lady that runs the cooperative, uh, she came to us like asking for 60,000 reais. Uh, and like we, we saw the business plan was just like raw uh, nuts that she was selling and she was planning to use the money to hire more people to do the same thing and to sell into the local markets. Uh, we saw that and we analyzed with the team and we, we started doing like a workshop with, with her and like teaching how to do the business plan and how to uh, do like a bit to think differently. Uh, and in a rural area that is, that is super new here in Brazil because most of the people in the rural areas, they rely on the governmental 
uh, education uh, that is not <laughs> not as uh, oriented to niche uh, markets. So in the, this workshop, uh, Dona Divina, she told us, oh, I love beer. And I said, like, maybe we could do something like we can do transform uh, the raw nuts into beer. And uh, we started to study that and we did the project. We did the first 2000 liters of the beer and it was uh, half of the money uh, she asked. It was $30,000 reais and 400. And you see, like, with less money, you can do more and you can aggregate uh, value and the markup is, is higher. So she could, like, sell the beer. And even into the pandemics, people didn't stop drinking or <laughs> drinking coffee or <laughs> beer. That, that no, they drank actually more, so... probably. Yeah. <laughs> We, we drank actually more so, during the pandemic. Yes, we did. And so this beer is actually made from walnuts. Yes, yes. This really interests me. Wow. Wow. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Healthy you know, beer. I don't know. It's a marketing yeah. story for you. Hops. Yeah, the, <laughs> you don't need. It's equivalent <laughs> to Guinness. Like it's a dark uh, beer, like the Brazilian Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> that would be. It's the Brazilian Guinness. Well, wow. there you go. So how, how much is a uh, twenty thousand real? How much is that? Um, uh, the, in in dollars, will be like three three thousand dollars, three thousand to four thousand dollars. It's so little to do so much, like in. It's like a, 170 women uh, with her like working. We can change like so many lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Just so, a tiny uh, uh, meander before we dive a little bit deeper into the sec. Um, is regulation and the sharing of data and data protection and privacy and all of that, is that as big an issue in Brazil as it is in, say, well, particularly Europe, you know, we have lots of regulation about that. Or is it... Oh, it's, it's a regular, <laughs> regulated space. Uh, we do have uh, laws for privacy here, but uh, the laws that they, they are very recent. Uh, we took the, the step to, uh, even from the beginning, from five years ago, to protect uh, people's data. So we choose a specific uh, protocol for that called Hyperledger Fabric, where we do have the public data, but uh, the privacy for the sensitive information, like their uh, ID or their address, uh, cell phone, like those things that need to be uh, protected uh, from from the public. Like we do take a lot of care. And I, one of the things that, I'm, that I specialized in my career was like security, uh, especially dealing with software from for the government yeah. <laughs> so this i'm very like protective for for the people's like data and and yeah so that has been from the beginning our one of our priorities like safety and security like that comes first especially on on a financial industry and and as as well as like taking a step on on the move uh for innovation and like helping helping the people yeah okay. perfect no, no because i was uh, trying to open an account with uh, moeda and then um i uh mm. i saw that the kyc was uh, was a selfie so how does that work for kyc and uh, is, that, is that allowed in uh, in brazil yes yes uh so we we must do what the regulatory <laughs> the regulation says is uh, uh is regulated as a normal bank uh, fintech 
So the bank uh, requires uh, certain documentation to open an account and to move money around. So we we do, <laughs> we have to do that. Uh, and as well as to protect uh, all like the investors, but we do uh, store uh, the data and we do the custody of all all that it's all the files like very safely. We, we use all the highest grade like uh, IBM uh, servers, <laughs> like in HSM uh, servers, the most secure secure uh, servers in the I <laughs> see in the in the world. Okay. Hey, so so let's talk about uh, tech a little bit, um, Tanya. So um, so the blockchain word um, has already been dropped a few times, and um, basically uh, in uh, in Western Europe we're uh, we, we we think it's a brilliant technology, but we're uh, actually looking for a problem which we can solve with it. Um, and and you actually found a very good place uh, for it, and uh, also a purpose. Um, so. Tell us a little bit how you how you use blockchain and why did you even uh, started with blockchain? Yeah, so we first used to raise the funds. So without blockchain, I wouldn't be able to raise funds, especially for women at my age, young from Brazil, raising VC capital on the traditional way. Uh, that amount on the first time is is not usual. So. I think to blockchain and Bitcoin and <laughs> like all the cryptocurrencies to be here like today and, and doing uh, everything that I dream uh, of. And the second thing was to for be more cost efficient uh, for people from abroad to send the money and to support those projects directly. That wasn't before. Uh, even if you go to a traditional bank, you don't have many assets uh, related uh, to ESG or uh, sustainable and development. Uh, even <laughs> like here, even today, like it's, it's hard to find uh, some of the humanized assets or green assets uh, to for individuals like not the big qualified investors, uh, the day to day, <laughs> like normal people to invest and do and make impact. And the, the third thing was for transparency. Like with blockchain, we were able to track where the money went for each euro, each dollar, how many jobs we, we have to make and uh, how many people we impacted. And that is a big one too. People want to trust and verify. And as more information that we can provide by the transaction and as more uh, the that we give uh, to them, like the ability to know where the money is going can bring more conscious uh, to the investment. Like uh, investing with a purpose is something that I that I wanted to do for myself and, and along my journey. And I see uh, many friends and I saw like people relating to that and looking for uh, to invest uh, uh, with purpose and to invest on impact projects and use the money for uh, create greater abundance. Right. Fantastic. Well, uh, I, I'm afraid I had to agree with you on the first point. You know, it's very tough for women to raise money in the VC world, and particularly, I think, when you're very young like you. But so head, head off to you. But the, I'm sure you know this as well, that they recently did some research that uh, projects funded with uh, female founders uh, tend to be, you know, um, more sustainable than the ones, you know, opposite with just men. So... 80, something like 89% of male invested funds fail initiatives and only 40% of uh, female founded initiatives fail. So 
you know, there is hope for us, Tanya. There is hope for us, definitely for your generation. So here we go. Um, we're starting to wander now very much into a world of decentralized finance, and it's a world I've, I very much uh, believe in. Um, you know, it's it's the powers of society, the powers of technology uh, will drive us there. Um, do, do you join me in that belief? And then secondly, I would love to know, like, where do you think we will see the bigger uptake first? Will we see more of a decentralized uh, world in the emerging countries or in the Western and established markets and industries? That is the, the other highlight of blockchain, that we can do different kind of economic models for each currency. And when we take to decentralized finance, uh, we are able to invest on other markets easily with different economic models. Like uh, there is a company in the U.S. that they mirror all the U.S. stock exchanges. So you can purchase the token equivalent to Apple, uh, to Google. And here in Brazil, if you are not a accredited investor, you, can, you don't have access to the stocks there. So if we could mirror in a decentralized finance, many of the, the big stocks, as well as uh, having all the small um, the SMEs and small companies like the, a restaurant can join in a space where they can get access to investment and broader things like this, those things would be more connected and we, could, we can build better models to improve and to to benefit that pe people that are doing good and to reward people that are doing good. Uh, we can put greater metrics and we can make it global uh, ways to invest and to tackle um, many challenges in the world like hunger and like to do donations and to do other things like if you uh, can exchange very easily currencies and you can access other markets very easily and you don't need or depend on a central bank or regulation to do that, things can can become easier. Yeah. And um, on that note, I also read about your MasterCard relationship and I thought, oh, well, is this the way, is this a good way forward for you? Or have you become so smart you thought, well, you know what, we're going to... I'm going to engineer and penetrate, you know, the existing world as well uh, through a MasterCard relationship. What's what's behind it? And explain to us what it is, actually. Yes, yes. We we were selected by the StarPath uh, program. is one of the, the top um, FinTech accelerators uh, programs to, up to date. Like I see as a great opportunity to work with a big, big company <laughs> that has a name. So... On the traditional uh, side, uh, made, made us look good. <laughs> like if we're in the traditional market, people like, oh, like I respect you. Like you now you have the MasterCard stamp. And on the crypto uh, world, uh, we were the first company selected that was like dealing with blockchain. And we opened a path for many other companies to join the program too. So that was like, uh, that was their first step yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like on, on supporting and um, believing on a company that uh, uses blockchain uh, for, for finance. Yeah, but I also think um, MasterCard is a good match for you because they are very well known for all their sustainable initiatives eh, around yes. the world. Yes, they do have the, the growth center uh, 
initiative and like many other initiatives on into microcredit and finance in Kenya and like other places in Africa. So there has been a good exchange between companies that they support uh, too. So they introduced uh, us to many other uh, StarPath uh, companies. And we see in a, in our roadmap, like uh, as moving forward, we will not be only in Brazil, but in Africa, in India, where we do have the same challenges. And we will be working uh, with many companies on the start path and also with, with the MasterCard uh, blockchain initiatives within the, the group, we can grow further uh, to within the, the network, the international network that they have. So that is is super good for us. <laughs> wow, well, Tanya, I can I'm, imagine. So, I'm so impressed, Tanya, seriously. So, um, for example, Moeda, is that is it going to be a global company? I mean, what's next for you? Yeah, it's, it's born as a global company already, but I just started in Brazil because it's my country and I knew uh, the I had the network to put that in place and was a was like a family environment to grow and to test and to to see like where would would be the the need and to test the app and to to really put all the the work where we see now now we can scale and we see now we can grow uh, to to other countries and to help like other companies to thrive with the services that we provide uh, to. Yeah. So, uh, Tanya, uh, also from me uh, personally, thank you very very much. But I have I have two two tiny questions left. One is, can we uh, can we invest in you? Yes. How do we do that? How do we participate? Just go to the website. Yes, you can just go to moedaseeds.com, uh, create an account, and starting uh, investing. Yeah. But if you want to be like a larger investor on our first uh, traditional Series A round, that is an opportunity too. You can reach out to the team okay. uh, to know more about it. <laughs> yes, I, right. I was just going to say that because I thought now that you're getting uh, you know, a level of very positive notoriety, uh, are you going to go back to the, the VC world? And the answer is yes, you're raising Series A. Yes, now, now it's easier <laughs> to, to, to get... Uh, the traditional round because we already proved <laughs> that works. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Now we just need a scale to scale and to grow on volume of uh, the the amount of money that we lend because the demand is growing. Uh, many people are in need, uh, both in, from our technology and for the capital to access the more capital. So now taking. Um, um, not only in Brazil expanding internally, but also into other countries, we will need that uh, growth <laughs> like scale, like the growth capital. And we are looking for like the right uh, partners to come uh, for the next uh, 10 years to be among with us and to, yeah. to be on the... So, so this, is, this is your pitch. How much do you try to raise and where? So we'll get the yeah, VCs close to you. <laughs> the, the money needed for for scalability, uh, both in equity and debt. So I, everyone that is like interested in to know more can contact uh, us like directly to get to know. Uh, We're pretty open right now. We are not rushing. <laughs> so that, that is a good uh, place uh, to be. Um, but most, most of the procedures will be like to reach uh, most of the milestones that we need like in Brazil and to growing into other parts of the world too. Yeah. Wow. 
Well, well thank you having, very much, Tanya. Having said that, uh, Tanya, we unfortunately have to uh, to end this podcast. And um, personally, I'm very uh, impressed. I think that, uh, well, I have to think you have to switch off your phone because I think half of the uh, Western VC community is uh, trying to call you at this moment. Uh, so, uh, you know, watch your phone carefully. And um, and and but we have to uh, we have to say goodbye for this episode and. Um, for me personally, uh, I wish you all the luck uh, and, uh, and and all the good vibes uh, yes. in your enterprise. And tenacity, lots of tenacity, Tanya, but you're not lacking any of that. And so also as a as a femtech cooperative, you know, I will follow you and support you and, uh, you know, uh, promote your cause online and everywhere we go. Thank you so much for your time today. Sou feliz assim também Sou feliz assim também For people wanting to lecture themselves and others on anything financial inclusion and impact finance, I suggest you follow Tanya closely as she continues to launch more and bigger projects on Twitter, on LinkedIn and at Mueda.com Curious which music weekend favorites Tanya brought with her? Check out www.fintechcappuccino.com slash Tanya Rice. And thank you for listening to Fintech Cappuccino. Don't want to miss another cup? Subscribe to our podcast via Spotify, iTunes, and where you like to listen to your podcast. Please give us a like or a review. So many more Fintech Cappuccino lovers can find us. Please join us again on Saturday morning at 9. We'll have the coffee ready just the way you like it. Have a good weekend and thank you so much, Tyra. Thank you so much. It was lovely to join you today. <laughs> Keep a distance, stay safe. Bye, Tanya. Bye, all.